This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. And I want you to taste with me, I want you to taste with me the matzah, which is representing the bricks from the pyramids, the haroset, which is representing the, um, the mortar, and I want you to taste the horseradish also, which is the bitterness, because it makes a big point in the, in the beginning of Exodus that, that Pharaoh made their life bitter with hard bondage, okay? And I'll, before you eat it, though, before you eat it, I want you also to, to think about the sweetness of the haroset, it's very nice. The sweetness of the haroset with the bitterness, there was a mixture. They had, they had sweet times, even as they were slaves, but they were still slaves, and so it was bitter as well. That's true of us before we came to the Lord Jesus Christ. It says in Ephesians 4.18, Ephesians 4.18, that we had our understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. It says in Ephesians 2.12, Ephesians 2.12, at that time, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. So yes, we had sweet times before we came to the Lord Jesus Christ, but there was always this bitterness over that. So think of these two things. Our lives, the bitterness with the sweet, and the, the Jewish people in, in Egypt, the mortar, the bitterness, and the sweet also. Now we'll eat it together and just think about it as you, as you taste these different tastes. Wow. Okay. You put a little bit too much in there? Okay. Start to cry a little bit? That's the idea. Start to get your sinuses cleared? This is Jewish distrand. All right. Very good. Now, okay. Now I want you to do the same thing, but this time I want you to not use the horseradish. So just make the same sandwich like you just made with a haroset, but don't put the horseradish in it now. Just put the haroset and make the sandwich, okay, without the horseradish. You got it? 
Now, this represents, this represents for us, without the horseradish, the bitterness taken away, because it says in Ephesians 2.13, Ephesians 2.13, now in Christ Jesus, you, were, you who were sometime afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he's our peace, who has made both one and broken down the middle wall of partition between us. There's no middle wall of partition among Christians. Jewish, Gentile, there's no more middle wall. So now, sweetness out. Now eat this and just think about how life is now without the bitterness. Okay. Now the next part of the Seder ceremony is called the yakats. Yakats. Yakats, the Hebrew word means the breaking. Breaking means breaking. Yakats. Now, what we have up here is something which was, let's see. Got to get that right side up. There we go. This is called a matzatash. Matzatash. It's Yiddish. Matash is Yiddish. Tash means pocket. Pocket. You remember in Purim how there was the Hamantashen? Hamantashen, remember? It was Haman's pockets. Haman's pockets with the, with the fig filling in the cookie, right? That was Haman's pockets. He was going to fill his pockets with all the Jewish wealth. And so we ate the, okay. This is called the matzah This is a uh, pocket for matzah. It's a matzah pocket, okay? Now this matzah has three compartments. One, two, three. And in each one of the compartments, there is a matzah. I didn't make this up. I want to show you. This is true. And so there's three compartments here in the matzotash, and there is the important, well, what's going to focus on is the middle matzah, the middle matzah, because what's going to happen here, now, first of all, the rabbis have called this echad, it's a unity, it's a unity, there's a unity. They're not quite sure what the unity is. Well, how about the unity of Elohim, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, because it's the middle piece of matzah which is going to be taken out and yachat, yachatz, yachatz. It's going to be broken, broken. Now, it's the middle piece that's taken out. I didn't make this up. You know, you ask, if you ask the rabbi, say, why is the middle piece of matzah taken out and not the other dens? And they will tell you. They will tell you. I don't know but it's a tradition. So they take out the middle piece of matzah from the matzah and it will be broken, but at the moment, there it is, what's done, you have another, usually a napkin, but in this case, I have this. But the problem is, this is too small for this. This is not supposed to happen. Next year, better. Don't watch me do this, because this is not part of it. But anyway, oh, that's all right. And then we're going to take this matzah from the middle after the, that's there. I'll put it in here. Uh, there we go. Okay, very good. And then we're going to hide this, hide this someplace. 
You all close your eyes. Boy, he's going to hide this somewhere. So nobody looking, nobody, all eyes closed. Joyce, remember where you put it. Okay, all eyes closed. And Joyce, tell us when we can open our eyes. Can we open our eyes now? Okay, very good. Okay, so that's what happens at that part of the matzah, I mean at the Seder. Okay, now, what that is called is that middle piece of matzah is called the afikomen. The afikomen. Afikomen is Yiddish. Komen, Yiddish comes from German. Komen means come. Komen sie hier. Komen. Afi means after. After. So it, what it means is this will come after. This will come after. It's what comes after is what afikomen means. It's hidden right now, right? If you didn't cheat, then you don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. Joyce, hopefully you know where it is. Okay, and it's hidden. Now, the Bible says that, first of all, the afikomen must be, as everything is now, unleavened bread, unleavened bread. And unleavened bread reminds us of the Lord Jesus Christ where it says in 1 Peter 2.22, who did no sin, neither was there any guile in his mouth. That's very important wrapped in a napkin, and it's hidden away. Just like, it's, just like when the Lord Jesus died, it says, it says, which we just celebrated last Friday, it says in John 19.40, John 19.40, then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen cloths, in linen cloths with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. So the afikomen is now hidden from the eyes. It's hidden from the eyes. And the Bible says that the Lord Jesus Christ will be hidden from eyes for a long time. It says in Hosea, last book in the, no, Malachi's last book. It says in Hosea, one of the last books, Hosea 3.4, Hosea 3.4. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king and without a priest and without a sacrifice. And it says also in Hosea 5.15, God says, I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face in their affliction, they shall seek me early. They shall seek me early. Now, I want you to take a look at the matzah. I want you to just look at it. Look at a piece of matzah. Because what I want you to see here about the matzah, about the afikoman matzah, all matzah is the same. It is absolutely imperative. This is one loaf of bread. It's flat. It didn't rise. It's absolutely imperative that there's no leaven and this, this bread does not rise. So what is done to all matzah to make sure that it does not rise? Can you see all those holes that are in the matzah? All matzah is pierced so it doesn't rise. And furthermore, not only is it all pierced, but the matzah it's so imperative that it doesn't rise is that there's an 18-minute time limit from when the, the dough is rolled out that it must go into the oven. It's rolled out, it's pierced, it must go into the oven. Very hot oven. It goes in there. Very hot oven. You see the burn marks on the matzah? All matzah is pierced and striped. All matzah is pierced and striped. That's so significant. Because it says in John 19.34, when the Lord Jesus died, one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came out blood and water. Of course, he was pierced in his hands and his feet as well. 
And it says in, in Zechariah 12.10, in Zechariah 12.10, when it talks about the Jewish people, it says, I, God says, I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourns for his only son, and they shall be in bitterness for him as one that is bitterness for his firstborn. That word pierced is the word dakar, dakar in Hebrew, dakar. That's the same word that's used in Isaiah 53 when it says he was, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was dakar for our iniquities, our iniquities, our sicknesses. He was pierced. All matzah is pierced and striped and striped. And what does it say also in Isaiah 53, 5? It says that it goes on to say, he was Dakar, pierced for our transgressions, our sicknesses. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Pierced and striped. Now, the later the Bible is going to say that when the Jewish people see this in Romans eleven twenty six, it says, so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. And now we're going to just leave that afikoman now for just a little bit because what's going to happen is that at the end of the meal, I'll tell you later. So set it aside for now. The next part is the magit, the magit. The magit is the telling. This is the basically where the, the, the account of what happened in Egypt is told and this is called the bread of affliction. This is called the bread of affliction because it's not exactly what you would uh, you would want to eat every day. I mean, it's not bad to eat, but I mean, if you like matzah, that's fine. But anyways, it's a, it, it represents being hurried out, hurried out. Now, the whole point, I don't know if you caught that before, when, when God was saying about they had to leave, they had to have their shoes on, they were standing, their staff was in their hands. They were ready to go at a moment's notice. This was, not, this was not a comfortable, leisurely meal, this first one. They were ready to jump, ready to move. And that was a point, and that's why the matzah is so significant, because there wasn't time for the bread to rise. And so they took it before it rose, and that matzah is reflective of the rush, the quick. There's a sense of urgency here. You know, there's a sense of urgency on the world today because what it says in 2 Corinthians 6 2, 2 Corinthians 6 2 is a great sense of urgency where God said, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. You know, what happened there in Israel, I mean, in Egypt at that time, is that there was a window, there was a limited time there. When God said go, they had to go. And there wasn't any time to, to well, I gotta get dressed. No, they had to go. And when God says you have to go, you gotta go. And when God, and God's saying to the world today, you know, now is the day of salvation. That means there's time is limited. Now is the day to come to the Lord Jesus Christ, right now, not tomorrow. You may not have tomorrow. We just prayed that prayer. Thank God that we made it to this point. But God says that you don't know that you have that. You have that. So he's saying here, now is the time. So the matzah, when we look at the matzah, we got to think of that. Now is the time. There's a rush. There's a sense of urgency. A response has to be made to God's invitation. Will you receive the Lord Jesus Christ? Will you be saved from your sins? God says, there's no, I got to think about it. This is a something there about the matzah. Now we come to the next part there, which is the, the um, oh, by the way, before we go on that, I forgot to say, with that, we all just eat just a pizza matzah right now. Just eat a pizza matzah. And as you do, 
Think about the urgency of it all, the rush of it all. Now, come now to the next part of Seder called the Manishtana. Manishtana. The youngest at the table will ask four questions. I was always the youngest at the table because I was an only child. I was, only, I was, an, I was always the, the youngest. There wasn't anybody to displace me. So I recited the Manishtana every year with a very high-pitched voice because that's what you have when you're young. And uh, they called me in Yiddish the Mazik. Mazik. Mazik means the destroyer. They called me the destroyer. But when I was born, they thought it was such a bad idea to have more children, I ended up being the only child. So I got to recite the four questions every year. So the four questions, they, they go like this. They go, ma, in a high-pitched voice, ma nishtana halayla hazeh, mi kol halilot, mi kol halilot halayla. Okay, it goes on and it says, um, it's a questions. And it says, why is this night different from all other nights? And then there's an answer, you know. Okay, so the answer is, on all other nights, we may eat leavened or unleavened bread. Why on this night do we only eat matzo? That's another question. And another question. On all other nights, we eat vegetables of all kinds. Why on this night must we eat the bitter ones? Another one. On all other nights, we do not dip vegetables even once. So why on this night do we dip these greens into the salt water with the bitter herbs and the sweet haraset? So those are the questions. Another one, on all other nights, everyone sits up straight at the table. Why on this night do we recline and eat at leisure? I never, you never really think about it, but actually I can't remember anybody reclining at any of the meals. But anyways, we asked the question anyway. All right, and then the answer is given by the Father. Now, we come now to the, the second cup of wine. This is the cup, Eser Makot, Eser Makot, which is the remembrance of the 10 plagues. We will not drink from this now. I hope you all washed your hands, and I hope you're all going to just have one cup for yourself, because you're going to use your pointing finger here. And what we're going to do is we're going to specifically take the time to remember each one of the plagues. Remember these plagues. These were great miracles that God did. Tremendous miracles. We can't even imagine them. And so we take time now to remember the plagues and the great mighty act of God when he did these 12 plagues. So what you're going to do is you're going to over your plate, you're going to dip your finger into the wine, and then you're going to drop a drop on the plate. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, I'm just explaining what you're going to do. You're going to dip, and then you're going to drop because I want you to drop after you repeat after me the plague. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna don't do it now. But I'm gonna say, okay, I'm gonna, you put your finger in the, blood, in, the, in the wine, and then you get it ready on the plate, and I'm gonna say blood, don't do it yet, and then you're gonna say blood, and then you drop it. You got it? Okay, very good, it wasn't that complicated. Okay, so first, put your finger in there. Okay, go over the way and say together with me, blood. Very good, okay. Next, put your, and think about blood. What are we talking about blood? He turned the water of the Nile, the greatest river there, the river that all of Egypt is dependent on. No Nile, no Egypt. 
It is not even called the Nile in the Bible. It's just simply called the river. That's how important it is. He turned it into blood, all blood, so that they had to go dig wells to get some water. That's our God. When he wants to persuade, to release the people, he's very persuasive, but wow. Second, he brought frogs up in such great abundance. The frogs were everywhere. You couldn't get away from the frogs. I can't even, I don't even, I don't know where frogs are right now. I guess they're up in some park here. But this, the parks were everywhere, just everywhere. You couldn't walk outside without squishing on frogs. Frogs, I don't know if you can imagine that. The, the noise would become deafening. So now we want to now remember. Okay, dip, frogs. Okay. Lice, lice. They, would, they didn't have any electronic bug zappers. And so lice, lice came on everywhere. It's terrible to have lice. And yet this was on all the animals, on all the people. Jewish people were in a place in Egypt called Goshen to the north. Not them. Oh, no frogs, no lice up there. But lice, okay, ready? Okay, lice, okay. Flies, oh, flies. I don't even think they had fly screen at that time. Flies everywhere, flies. You couldn't open your mouth. Flies would go in your mouth, up your nostrils, everything. Flies, so horrible. Flies, terrible. Okay, ready? Flies. Okay. Pestilence on animals. Animals dying for unknown reasons. The veterinarians can't figure it out. Animals standing, dying. Pestilence on animals. Okay, ready? Pestilence on animals. Okay. Then, boils. Boils. All we got to do is remember Job. He was covered with boils. He went outside into a, a heap of broken pottery and took the broken pottery and scraped his, his skin. The boils were so horrible. And he sent boils over animals and man. Okay, let's remember that. Ready? Boils. Okay. Hail. Hail so terrific with such a size that it killed animals. If anybody didn't put their animals in shelter, they died in the field. That's how bad the hail was. And he did that to release the Jewish people. Powerful God. Let's remember. Okay. Hail. Okay. Locusts. Oh, locusts. Terrible. This happens now in the Middle East. What happens here in the, in, in, with the Dust Bowl the locusts move through, nothing is alive. They will even eat wood. Locusts are terrible. The noise, the darkness that, that fills the whole sky as all these locusts just come like a, like a flood of water. Where to go? He did that. Let's remember, locust, okay. Locust, okay. Then darkness. It says in the Bible, the darkness was so severe it could be felt it penetrating darkness. There was no light. It was such a, a darkness that it drove into depression. You know, in Scandinavia in the north there, sometimes we do work in the north of, of Finland with one of our customers. They have to go to light clinics. They, have, they are so susceptible to getting depressed in the wintertime. They have to go and sit in front, in front of fluorescent UV lights on their face for two hours to keep out of depression. There were no light clinics. There was a darkness that's sent into a deep depression. Darkness, let's remember that. Darkness, okay. Darkness. And then finally, what the Passover is all about. 
was the death of the firstborn, the pride of the family. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program was brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.